0: Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jacob with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, we have Sasha Stone with us and we're going to have at some point, uh, probably SG and on will join in for the round table, but we decided to get it going. Uh, hopefully SG comes in, uh, pretty soon. So Sasha, we were talking on the, uh, the backside of this, uh, you know, the, the deep state, the evil ones, the you know, reptilians and you know so forth. We're all in that realm, you and I, and, uh, we're, we're trying to help other people understand that. I think a lot of people really are starting to get into that mode. We know that there's going to be um, a last-ditch effort on their part, and we know that they're done. But on a physical realm, they still have some oomph. They still have a little power. Spiritually defeated, we know that Christ's energies are basically coming in strong, taking them down. But there's still a physical realm that has to be overcome, and it could be a long slug-out war. What what are your thoughts on that?
1: I agree with you. Uh, And and the fact of the matter is, if we look at contemporaneous sciences of so-called quantum mechanics we understand that that the outcome is determined by the shape of our the ideas that we project collectively so right now we could choose the high road or we could choose the low road and it depends on the degree to which people are going to be um, allow themselves to continue to be mind by the status quo into fear and reflexivity and reactivity or if they're going to move into the more christed, aspect and recognize that we're on the front end of an ascension spiral and that we can actually, we can determine the outcome, put it that way. But if you look at the, dr- the draconian forces, the Sabbatean forces, uh, the evil empire, the parent corporation, it it plays out from the highest pyramids of power all the way down to the high street, to the local thugs uh, trying to police um, Covidias and trying to enforce statutory uh, codes. So the the entire world in that sense proliferates with with the dictates of the evil empire. And that is something which is going to try and entrench itself even more in the days ahead. No question about that. But the question is, how do we deal with that in grace? And by grace, I mean, inherit the mantle of the meek who are to inherit the earth, because the meek is the bold. The meek is the The Meek is not turn the other cheek and, you know, hide behind the sofa uh, and and close the curtains and don't open the door when you hear the Gestapo walking down the hill. No, the meek is the bowl, is to face pure truth and right action in your life every single day and to deal with the petty tyrants. So I would say we need to learn to deal with the petty tyranny in, in our lives, uh, full frontal, take it on, and we can define a higher outcome. So I'm not worried about uh, how diabolical these satanic priests are planning their witchcraft. We know they're capable of Holocausts, Armageddon's, Apocalypses. This is the language of the of the of Moloch and of Baphomet, uh, and we know it historically, civilizationally, We know it. But what we've not done to this point, Michael, is owned ourselves, seized the day, and said, "Hey, we'll take it from here." and we are all Christed and divine sons and daughters of God in that sense. So that's my message.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. Now I know you uh, move in uh, very high level sources and you have a lot of information. I have moved in those those realms as well, still do to a certain extent, but um, you called out uh, COVID long before it came in. Uh, you put out information about it. Uh, you got hammered for it because you were right on track. Uh, where do you see the what's coming next? What is the next thing? Do you think they're going to do? Is it going to be a combination or a collapsing of the economic system, you know, a fake alien invasion, another COVID lockdown, are all the above? What do you see coming?
1: All of the above, emphatically underscored. All of the above in technicolor and in ways that even I'm not capable of imagining. So that I know. I mean, just to speak to the ET alien thing, there is info, disinfo, and double disinfo, and they're going to come in droves. I was just last week in Mexico City uh, hand handling uh, alien mummies, handling over 300 alien artifacts in the biggest private collection in the world, not known to governments, incidentally. I peeked out some images on social media. I was a bit enigmatic about it. I'll be back with that collection in about three weeks from now mm-hmm. and uh, participating somewhat in a soft disclosure. How do we bring some of those artifacts into the public? A domain and bypass the co opting by the elements that have historically always co opted the story. And I'm talking about Midnight Masons who control the Smithsonian Institute, the Vatican Library, and And the British Museum and the royal this and the royal that. So we had these old kind of Victorian Edwardian midnight masons who maybe for the best will in the world decided to control all the information of revelation that was being discovered by archaeologists around the world, by, um, by, by, by pilots in the first and second world wars who were also witnessing things from aerial perspective, UFOs and doodle bugs and what have you. And none of that stuff made it into the mainstream. Why? Because these blessed Midnight Masons, uh, clever old sons of bitches with their Freemason aprons, decided to co-opt all the information, keep it to themselves. And that translated on to Eisenhower and that era, which was like, oh, no, daddy knows best. Let's not let humanity know anything about the real nature of reality. Well, that set us back massively, because now we've been set up for a psychosis, for a mass pandemonium, for a kind of planetary breakdown, psycho-intellectual meltdown. You know, because there was no real intelligence in how they controlled the narrative. Henry Kissinger is the last of the living, majestic 12 originators back in the day, you know, in the 1950s and 60s, who co-opted all the information, kept it from us. So that that was a big play and a stupid one. I'm glad to say that... um, the big uh, artifact collections of alien mummies and skulls and artifacts are not in the Smithsonian Institute to the best of my knowledge. They're in private hands. I know I, I witnessed one through very powerful people and I'll just I'll just allude to the fact that that's connected to Israeli intelligence and these are profoundly intelligent and good humans, okay who, who made that uh, made that connection and allowed me to witness. So there's that piece there. So, uh, we've got a controlled narrative coming with the Pentagon files and with the congressional hearings. So they're going to try to conflate alien ET uh, exopolitics engagements with you know other worlds as being a clear and present existential threat. Therefore, we need to you know again volunteer all our civil liberties up and hand the the the, the rod over to Daddy at the Pentagon, who's going to tax the fuck out of us and create a whole new Star Wars kind of scenario. Not good. Not good for us, not good for the solar system, and not good for the genus of humanity. Then, uh, to just take another angle of what you said, the COVID thing, yep. I mean, some of us were prescient, and myself, Del Bigtree, Dr. Robert O. Young, and others did gather in Bali in 2019, six months before the Wuhan outbreak, and warned the world about the weaponization of the biosphere. We even launched a judicial commission of inquiry in public. It's there. It's a matter of public record. Mm. So we knew, and we we called it out, and, and nonetheless, it you know it happened. We didn't know exactly how it was going to play, but we knew the weaponization of the, the biosphere was connected to vaccinations and to geoengineering, to the infusion of air, soil, and water with glyphosate, aluminum, you know, all of that stuff, and the weaponization essentially of the human body because the, all biological systems are now saturated with uh, the, this trifecta of aluminum, glyphosate, and fluoride. And that goes back to 1962 when uh, that other Nazi sociopath um, uh, took o- took took over the United Nations. I can't remember it. Kurt Um, you know, Nazi criminal, ends up becoming the Secretary General of the United Nations in '62. Really, and we allowed that, and then infuses the planetary water supply with fluoride, which is what they were putting into the Nazi concentration camps to keep the uh, to keep the uh, the people uh, uh, dumb, dumbed dumb down. So we've got this backdrop of complete control and, 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 and a cacophony of evil and stealth and infiltration. Now, to bring it right up to today and to the point that you, you were making, we've now moved into mRNA, DNA intervention wholesale. And the fact of the matter is that the CRISPR technology has now been imported by stealth again, under cover of vaccine and public health administration into the blood supply Uh, We're told 5 billion vaccines have been administered. If that's true, then over two-thirds of humanity will be dead within 36 to 60 months, hands down, based on what we know is happening with the weaponized E. coli, which is turning against the gut biome and the uh, replication of spike proteins in the gut, which is now in every human being vaccinated, and to some extent even unvaccinated, called transfection, nanoparticular transfection. And what's that doing? That's now scanning every one's body internally, looking for the weak link in the autoimmune system. Boom! And the minute it finds it, myocarditis dropping dead on the football field, doesn't matter what your genetic predisposition is or your, your, your nutritional habits it's looking for weak link in the chain of the immune system of every human being and it's at work this is alien invasion in the human biome right. so that's all with us here and now michael it, like i said it goes beyond even my ramblings and, and none of what i've said is the imagination i speak to world leading microbiologists and biochemists on a pretty much a daily basis right now because we're getting ready to unleash uh, New Earth Pharmacy with an F, which has got uh, uh, the uh, uh, the microbial formulas that can counteract this. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is that we are indentured still into this idea that the status quo is somewhat normal and that government serves people, banks take care of our money, doctors look after our health. Hello. You know, it it comes down to this insane notion that we allow the intervention of the third party into our lives and that's the piece that needs to end now in our time
0: yeah that's that's fabulous now uh i was just at uh dartis uh dr artist's event in uh dallas and uh he had a group of doctors there they had excellent presentations so you know he's been uh pushing out that because we didn't know like you're talking about we didn't know how they're going to attack us what they were going to attack us with attack us with but now we're, we're seeing it's venom so there's venom in all the vaccinations, everything, and a lot of pharmaceuticals. So Dr. Artis and his team has really done an excellent job, and I know you're you're uh, you're linking with him and uh, doing some work with him. That's, that's fabulous. Now you've also said on a Scott McKay show, uh, Patriot Street Fighter, where you guys have seen like snake-like forms within the bloodstream and so forth. You want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Sure. Uh, it's not
0: it's not sexy
1: stuff. It's kind of Walt Disney or you know Marvel comics. Uh, happening inside the the human um, cells. But my uh, partner, uh, but the biochemist and uh, research scientist, Maria Chrysler, who's working closely with uh, Brian Ardis, and I'm blessed to know Brian well, and he's been on my show a few times, and we're engaging with them. So our microscopy and the research work that we're doing in the lab is, being corrupt, is corroborating with um, with Brian and the work that he's done and that Rashid Bhutar, God love him, rest in peace, that he was doing. And yes, indeed, I mean, if you want to be reductive about it, we're seeing micro snakes with scales and teeth and eyes, you know, minuscule things, elements in the blood. Mm. What's curious is not so much that they are micro snakes in the blood, it's that they appear to be artificial artificial AI orchestrated, spontaneously emerging uh, micro snakes in the blood. So it's like the human body is the capacitor uh, the receiver, the transponder, the transcoder for information that's being beamed into us uh, again by 5G, which Mark uh, um, uh, Steele and myself and others warned the world about in 2017-2018 with my 5G apocalypse film, which got me into a whole lot of trouble. But the, the information being beamed into us through this insane quadrillion dollar 5G global infrastructure and that's why it was put into place was in order to be able to beam information Triangulate human beings. Be able to literally, uh, through lens flare capacitors in every single LED light bulb, you can triangulate a human being in their toilet, on their toilet, in the you know top of the MLIs. It doesn't matter where you are, anywhere in the world. Once Skynet goes live, baby, you are triangulated. You think the biometrics on the iPhone is bad? You've seen nothing yet. This internet of all things is creating a digital twin of every living system in the IBM basement, essentially. That's already been underway for some decades, incidentally. So all of the uh, metadata surveillance and the data harvesting, the biometrics and the uh, insidious uh, DNA um, harvesting of human beings through the, through the uh, uh, um, PCR testing and so on and so forth, uh, has all fed back into Vatican-funded NSA and other databases. So they, that information has been going into creating digital twins of human beings in the proverbial basement. And those twins are like avatars that are like hanging on hooks, waiting to be activated at a given time. One assumes that when Skynet goes fully live, the digital twin of Sasha Stone or Michael Jacob is unleashed from the basement. That becomes effectively the straw man, but it's a digital twin straw man. The human being, the flesh and blood, will be caged inside a 15-minute smart city or worse. But the digital twin can move around, uh, buy things, participate in the virtual realm and be penalized, be taxed. Because at the end of the day, that's exactly what the status is right now. I get stopped by a policeman on the street. He asks me, what's your name? I go, Sasha Stone. He says, no, no, no. I asked for your ID. I said, you know, who are you? I'm Sasha Stone. I don't believe you. Give me the paper. So the paper is the ID, not the flesh and blood. I am presumed an infantile moron, a liar, a duplicitous human being. So I'm of no consequence to the government, to the parent corporation and to their troglodytes. So I give a piece of paper, that piece of paper is my name in all block black little caps. And that then is tallied or tethered to my treasury bond, to my birth bond. They yep. can now discharge monies against that treasury bond in the police station in the irs office in any official capacity every time you sign your name you are essentially offering up your signature for securitization or monetization which tells us what tells us that your government every single time it moves on you or makes a demand of you or insists that you follow a code it is committing securities fraud against you now that's the piece that we need to learn move on the front foot. Every single time a government sends you a piece of paper, I can tell you there are thousands of securities frauds that they're committing with every time
0: they make a demand or a penalty against you. Wow, knowledge is power. You're giving us so much. So you know, I love your love your talks. So we're seeing uh, you two just uh, you know Bono just had a, a nice little concert in Las Vegas and had this new dome where they're projecting all kind of stuff on the on the screen and they had like these animals with these reptilian snakes and. Monarch butterflies everywhere, and you know all all these you know images. YouTube, Bono, basically, you know, they push the vaccination. He's hanging out with the Pope. They're pushing glo- climate change. Uh, they're also the Pope also pushed the vaccination. So these we're seeing who the criminals are. Uh, the criminals, you know, who do the adrenochrome and eat babies and so forth. You know, people like are are you kidding me? But no, we're we're seeing the results of that. We're seeing people like Feinstein that are, are basically getting the flesh eating, you know, or the, the brains basically going sponge-like, uh, we're, and she's just, she wanted to stay young and she's like, you know, consuming, you know, children's blood and so forth. Now it's, it's, thank God it's circling back on these people. So a lot of people that you see with dementia and failing brains and so forth is basically, you know, some of that coming back to strike them. What are your thoughts on all that?
1: Well, I was there. I mean, I was there in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. I was looking out from the from the sixty sixth floor. In I was standing in the Trump Penthouse, actually, uh, in Vegas, watching that ball, that ball, that uh, that orb, um, and thinking, "Well, that's insidious. You know, this is, is such an Illuminati play." Um, well, Bono, I've got nothing to say about that creature. I mean, just a, a travesty, an abomination. Um, but it has been for almost 30 years. Whether or not he knows that he was co-opted, I don't know. I've got mutual friends who grew up with him who tell me he is a piece of shit and a dark individual and largely uninsult. One imagines he is. It's hard to compute for people when you hear that man's beautiful voice and my God, he is a talent and yeah. his exquisite uh, um, uh, lyrics. Um, so I love the artist Bono. I'd be mad not to, but I have a very hard time reconciling him to the work that he so palpably done in support of globalist hegemony under cover of being a humanitarian philanthropist. Fuck right. you. You know. Right. So let's move on from Bono, off that whole lot. They should just wither away into the shadows. Um, I was around at the same time that Bono was, and I was very much on the ground floor trying to uh, get real ideas, real initiatives off the ground. And people like me were completely obscured by these sons of bitches who were controlling all the eyeballs and all the press and all the networks. But nonetheless, I don't hold any grudges. I'm just saying it is what it is, and there is nothing, uh, there is nothing affirmative, expansive, or, or um, uh, spiritualized about the work that Bono appears to do. So that that said, um, I, I don't know how bad the the satanic witchery and witchcraft gets or goes. I mean, I've been I was part of the disclosure of Adrenaline Chrome uh, to the world uh, from the uh, from 2000 and. Um, 15 started writing about it. and That's almost 10 years ago, long before most people even knew this idea. And that was based on my own firsthand um, um, meetings with survivors and with investigators. And then, of course, that led to me forming the International Tribunal for Natural Justice. It took me three years to build up the courage, really, to launch the Judicial Commission of Inquiry into Human Trafficking and Child Sex Abuse. And then we took you know, Pizzagate and these other cases, we had all the principal figures there come give testimony uh, to the court uh, in Westminster, in London, um, with secretaries of state and Nobel Peace Prize nominees and bishops in attendance. You know, it's like, hey, this was not Mickey Mouse. We did our best. It it almost uh, collapsed me financially. And we had a lot of um, nasty, creepy crawlies try to hack into the court and destabilize it. But I, I can say you know, I've learned a great deal about satanic uh, witchcraft uh, high wicker witchcraft and about the uh, the history of blood and adrenal chrome harvesting. It does go back to uh, pre-Sumerian times. Arguably, it's many millions of years old, this pathology. Uh, with the Lazarus Initiative right now, I'm deeply involved in new uh, investigation and discovery uh, with leading researchers on, you know, Jane Ebershed, one of the fellows of, of uh, our New Earth University, yesterday disclosed... On the Lazarus Initiative uh, to the membership audience, um, that blood and cement were mixed together historically in many of these buildings, um, and that's been part of the building of the edifices of our um, of our civilizations. So, you know, so that you talk about you know human flesh being found and DNA being found in in you know McDonald's burgers, and now bits of baby protein being found inside most products in supermarkets, embryonic you know extracts. These these insidious satanic cannibals, cannibal issuing from Canaan, from Cain, Cain and Abel, you know Enki and Lil, Anunnaki, reptilian, Draco, off world. The etymology is all there. We can track the stories. We can track the genesis. Um, but it's bad. It's bad because most humans have been turned into um, warring sociopathic adrenal junkies without even knowing it because we think we just want a hamburger and a Diet Coke. Uh-uh. The hamburger and the Diet Coke is something which appeals to methane-breathing Draco reptilians at the level of biochemistry. That's why we have our food supply so infiltrated by, again, witchcraft. But it's hard for most people to wrap their heads around this degree of evil. They don't want to go there.
0: Yeah, and the uh, you know, the, the, the Nazis, as you know, you've been talking about them for a long time, uh, I've been, I've been seeing them, you know, for a long time wondering, you know, while I was in the military and in the CIA, you know, doing uh work to, you know, find terrorists and so forth. Uh, and knowing now that that work was really being compromised, uh, and manipulated, we're just like a front for these people. And while in the background, they're basically conducting uh evil against the world. Uh, so we know that these bloodlines are, are everywhere. They've spread everywhere. They're in the military. Uh, how do you see Cause a lot of people think the military is going to come save us um the military is infiltrated heavily but i believe because we've had um you know some very good uh you know people come out just recently and talk about the the space race and how all these different things have, are out there i believe we the good guys actually have better technology and better equipment than they do now what what are your thoughts on that
1: so that's interesting that you say that. And I think you, to some extent you're right, but I don't think you're right today. I think you're right in as much as we have access to those technologies. It's just that we're not deploying them. I know that because I'm right. somewhat in that basement with the military engineers in Eastern Europe. As folks who know my work know that I've been for the last two years heavily involved in that, in trying to get sequester technologies to market. Um, I've just been told uh, yesterday by the head of Alliance Security, I could name him here, but I won't. Um, that we that that, that that my new earth sanctuary here in Bacalar is now designated for one of one of the two um, locations in Mexico, which will receive the first release of the med beds. Now the military individual in question is credentials are absolute. I know his credentials; he's real. There's no lie. There's no joke there. I've not seen the med beds. Um, I've I've heard about them, just like everyone else has. You know the the the, the high brass, the, the high command brass. Um, that it had been informing some of our colleagues in the in the truth of movement. Um, I know those folks. I've been with them and I had a delegation of them actually here came here three days ago for 24 hours to sit with me. Uh, they wanted to see everything that we're doing and I was happy to do that. Again, I met them through the trusted uh, Milltel people that I know and love. So I'm somewhat it, find myself pulled into the kind of center ground of that breakthrough energy technology release, The Great Reset. But I'll tell you quite bluntly and your audience, I still don't know how real it is. I know the people I'm talking to are real. I know their credentials as it relates to accessing Area 51 and being able to speak to certain things, but I've not seen with my own hands. And I'm just one of those people. I've got to go and see, touch and peel and snip something. So I'm not promoting MedBed technology to the world. I know I'm working on LifePod technologies and we've got some very exciting announcements to make on that in the next few weeks. That's partly what I want to talk to you about privately, Michael. Okay. And so I know what we've got in hand with plasma technologies that we're getting ready to release now and with microbial formulas that are ready for release right now. That's to me desperately exciting because that stuff can and will retrieve human mRNA from the kingdom of the devil right now.
0: Nice. And we have uh, S.G. Anon in the background, so he's, he's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring him forward to uh, comment on the, uh, the recent directed energy weapon attack on Lahaina. Uh, I just recently saw that there was like almost 500 families they've contacted uh, for missing children. So there's children, basically, they have, uh, you know, they're in the school system again, and there's children, they're doing homeschooling. And then there's lots of school or lots of children that are missing. They're not giving us the exact number, but they are saying that they have contacted parents of close to 500 families. Uh, So if you say, well, there's one child per family, well, we know there's probably more than two, three, four, maybe even more per family. So a lot of people have said in the beginning that there were a thousand or more children that were missing. Um, My thoughts are that they were basically, they tried to capture them, but they, they intervened. Um, so for whatever reason, they're keeping that a background. So SG, what, what are your thoughts on that with your, your military, uh, you know, uh, background what you're, what you're seeing? Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com unleashingintuition.com where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality.
2: Well, thank you for having me here, first of all. And I appreciate you all um, tolerating a little bit of tardiness. That's an error on my end. Um, but as far as Lahaina and Mali and the directed energy weapons, you know, this is a period of time where we're, we're now witnessing the exposure of, like Sasha just said, sequestered technologies that are coming out into the public fold. And some of that exposure is not exactly on uh, the good acting side, right? This is a smoke them out operation, if there ever was one. So this, we saw this attack happen. I think this attack had a number of different objectives. I think it was retaliatory in nature um, for the progress that we've made on the biological terrorism front, destroying BSL-3, BSL-4 laboratories and backtracing through documentation and evidence where those networks go, where they enable one another, and how they enable one another to move substances, pathogens, organs, people, drugs, money, et cetera, across the international boundary lines, different areas. Um, We have the 15th Space Surveillance Squadron located right there in Maui. Their families presumably would be a part of that group, right, within that community. Um, We have between 900 and 1,300, uh, depending on which outlets you want to sort of turn to and believe and extrapolate your numerical um, conclusions from missing children. It's my understanding, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but we had a number of U.S. Special Forces amphibious assault craft that landed there um, on the beaches of Lahaina in Maui. Uh, put several individuals involved with the Maui Police Department into submission and arrest for for treason and terrorism against peoples of the United States and the peoples of Hawaii, as well as with FEMA. And so we saw an active combat situation sort of turn out in the immediate aftermath of this event. I personally believe that Trump's rally on 29 July 2023, he told us that something was coming along to this effect. We saw the interview, (laughs) excuse me, between President Trump And the individual, who I believe is the founder of RSDN News Network, is a great reporter. Uh, I love listening to him do their their pre-show discussions and things of that nature. And President Trump had given them just a short interview that was being aired on RSDN immediately prior to the beginning of the rally. And they were talking about the the recent events that he had done in Iowa in July. And President Trump looked back at the camera when they were discussing this idea of handshaking and gave two open uh, palmed five by five signals in other words five and then close the fist and then five again and then close the fist um and re- immediately after that we saw president trump saying i don't know it's probably about a thousand hands or so well in lahaina we believe that we've had casualties anywhere from 750 to a thousand people in addition to these hundreds and hundreds of missing children so i believe what we had here was a communication of sorts to the american people saying something is coming we don't know where, we don't know where where it may originate from, but we do know we have actionable intelligence that some sort of attack or some sort of event is coming. And then shortly after that, about a week and a half or so, we saw these fires in Lahaina, which we know are not naturally occurring in any form. So this is part of drawing out into the light, in my own estimation, the unidentified secret space program, the various technologies that have been hidden away from the world in science, in medicine, in military capability and the focalization of frequency and the weaponization of frequencies. Um, you know, these, this is the next generation, right? This is an industrial revolution, if you will, in the narrative space. Um, we're taking our concepts of warfare from conventional to unconventional, which is part of the awakening process as well, because that's how they've hidden from us in plain sight for so long.
0: Yeah, very good, SG. Thank you very much. So, Sasha, along those lines, what do, what do you think about the uh, direct energy weapon attack? I know we have to we have to expose this stuff, and we have to somehow you know get everyone knowledgeable about, knowledgeable about this stuff. You know, it goes all the way back to nine eleven. It was right in our face in nine eleven. A lot of people, I think, are on board with nine eleven being an uh, attack on us, uh, and from high technologies. And it's it's been you know they've been using it against us all the way up until know, uh, in many, many cases, uh, Paradise, uh, along the coast of uh, California, uh, Malibu, and and so forth. So they, yeah. they've been, and I think a lot of probably these train derailments and, you know, fires have started and, and all these uh, food facilities that basically go up in flames. I think they're they're probably started with direct energy weapons. So what are without, your thoughts on it?
1: Without any question of doubt. I mean, I, I take a slightly more spiritualized view of why these things happen, when they happen, where they happen, and how they happen. Um, but that's based on hard um, forensic analysis going back now 2020 over 20 years and the work that I've been doing with Humanitat Foundation, because we were pulled in many years ago, over 10, 15 years ago, into looking and analyzing certain phenomena that were happening, military mobilizations and deployments in, in the Gulf, in the Middle East, in Iraq, principally, at the time of um, when when uh, when we were really going into unearth Babylonian technologies in Iraq, and the U.S. military were being deployed and mobilized there to do that dirty work without them necessarily knowing it. But at one at one point, there was um, um, Russian intelligence contacted British intelligence agents who reached out to my foundation because they knew we did weird science and we did weird. Um, we had a, a brain trust a very brilliant. Um, you know, mathematicians and geometers and physicists, and we could look at certain things. And at that time, the Russian intel was seeing from satellite a mobilization of US um, military hardware on the ground in Babylon, you know, where the ancient city of Ur, or whatever it was used to be in, in, in Iraq, but they didn't understand. They saw huge symbols being carved in the desert, which from ground level, sitting inside a hyena or whatever, you, you don't know what you're doing, you're just following orders. And 200 guys have got their hardware and they're carving symbols in the desert thinking they're just doing some war game. No, they were actually codifying huge symbols in the desert which could only be seen from satellite. So Russian intel saw that, couldn't work out the symbols, contacted friendly counterparts in British uh, intelligence who spoke to their friends in Oxford and Cambridge theologians and historians and you what have you, kind of fringe intelligence. And those guys I was connected to at that time and came to me and said, you know, let's look at this. What, what are we looking at? It turned out that the symbols being carved were connected to Quetzalcoatl, the feathered serpent. This was activating very deep telluric energetics at that time. And the U.S. hardware, military hardware was being used to do that. But it was Babylonian priesthoods who were conducting through you know NATO, or however, however it worked, I don't care about the Supreme Command. All I'm saying is that when we see an event happen, like a directed energy weapon strike in Hawaii, for instance, there is oftentimes a deeply enigmatic and esoteric reasons or rationale for those events. Number one, it's important to understand that. More than that, you think the mind of men, uh, midnight masons, is clever? No, the mind of God, the, the Akashic mind, is actually what's really clever, and and. I know that a DEW strike in Hawaii is intended as a diabolical strike, um, a strategic strike for, for all sorts of reasons. We know that military bases and the proliferate. We know the importance of the geostrategic uh, import of Hawaii. But you, don't, you need to consider the hyperdimensional physics. You need to consider the unleashing of the Blood song, the ancestral blood song of the Hawaiian people. That is where real power exists. A directed energy weapon strike is a calamity on the surface, and it's also a, a, a bell. It's an it's a wake-up for the telluric and paramagnetic forces to merge with the dielectric forces. A strike like that creates a torus field. That taurus energetic field is hyperdimensional, but it'll hit both shorelines across the Pacific and begin the process of absolution and redemption. So I'm, I'm sorry to go esoteric, but I think it's really important that sometimes we pull back from the events, from psycho-emotionally identifying with them as being just warfare. The devil always serves God's desire. So the way I see it, these things are happening. They're diabolical. Was blood ritualism involved? Was sacrifice of innocence involved? Absolutely. Under the fog of war, these sons of bitches have been doing this for millennia. Creating wars in order to harvest innocence. If 500 babes can power up three sons, you know, it's, it's a huge plasma. The adrenal chrome harvesting, all of that is real, but I think it's important to get a much bigger meta uh, perspective of these things. These things are happening because they are divinely appointed, divinely anointed as part of the great reckoning, the great tribulation, the great awakening.
0: That's fantastic. And I'll, I'll give credit to one of the comments in the uh, chat. Basically, that that side of the equation puts it all into perspective. You get a bigger perspective on this, you start to see a bigger picture and you understand these things on a deeper level. And that's how we overcome them because AI is basically taking our consciousness and forming. Now, so we can, we can form AI in a positive way or through their fear mongering and so forth, it can be formed to be fearful and so forth. So this is this is very, I think, a very important time. So we start to understand that we are creating our reality in this hologram and so forth. So uh, let, let's go into Ukraine, SG. Let's look at, you know, what's going on in Ukraine. Ukraine looks like it's basically crumbling, probably over half a million uh, Ukrainians and probably uh, NATO forces have died to this point. Uh, and probably almost that many, if not more, have been wounded to a, a great extent. They'll probably never return to the battlefield. Uh, it looks like Russia's just wearing them down and getting close to the point where they're going to like roll across the landscape. What, what are your thoughts on, uh, what's going on in Ukraine? Well, it's hard to follow, uh, Mr. Stone's discussion
2: over there of the esoteric principles of warfare, because it it really is that at the end of the day, this is a spiritual design that is encouraging the ascension process of mankind's consciousness. We are becoming new beings. beings, we're becoming new mankind under God, you know, our creator and And so this is a major component of how all of that has to play out, because we have to write a lot of these ancestral wrongs, a lot of these territorial wrongs, uh, these cultural and sort of um, fifth dimensional wrongs, if you want to put it that, um, that have been heaped into the world. Remember, there's an occult matrix that's been put around the world as a result of these individuals at the very top of power and government and finance throughout the many centuries. And the Ukraine war is, I think, the best real-world, real-time, kinetic event that we have right now to showcase what exactly that process has to look like, because these people don't go quietly into that good night. We've just recently seen Russia broker a peace deal, um, sort of an armistice deal, if you will, between the, the breakaway province of Armenia, what people call that, and the um, country of Azerbaijan, a lot of people say the nation of Armenia. I don't get into the geopolitics but what i can say is that both of those governments at different points along the way have been weaponized against one another and against the rest of the world and we have not one but three united states department of defense biological laboratories in armenia that russia now has nearly unfettered access to through a russian military peacekeeping operation um the conflict in ukraine because of the the nature of the events on the ground and how i think that needs to inform the overall um transmutation process of this entire world into a better world i think that that conflict unfortunately in the in the near term is going to expand significantly to the point where it looks like nato is going to actually posture themselves and position themselves for a false start defensive invasion of western ukraine they're going to uh, accuse the Zelensky government (laughs) excuse me of attempting to uh, begin a war with them or of an attack on a nato member state and that's going to be justification for them to wage a defensive conflict into the west of the country, which puts NATO and Russia, of course, in a direct uh, conflict of interest. This is one of the reasons I think Russia has been steadily raising their saber rattling in the the narrative space and certainly in the consciousness warfare space for quite a while. We have Russian submarines that have launched out into multiple um, theaters of operation out in the oceans and NATO says they don't know where they're at. Some of them are believed to be um, very heavily armed, and we have Russia activating airborne assets that are ICBM-capable just in the last two and a half to three weeks. The Belarusian government has reached an agreement with Moscow that no one's really talking about very much, and I'm going to try and talk a little bit about on the next file, where after the conclusion of these paramilitary operations, they will set about a design to incorporate Belarus into the Russian Federation as a semi-sovereign province. Uh, which will dissolve the nationality status of Belarus as its own separate independent nation with its own election system and electioneering bureaucracies and things of that nature. And they will sue, sort of allow Moscow and the Russian Federation laws to um, supersede at a federal level, sort of like how Texas and the United States became a union in the mid-19th century. So that that's a momentous agreement. and sort of tells us where this is going. We have the governments of Belarus, uh, of Russia, and I think of several other nations around the world that recognize That certain territorial wrongs, certain usurpations of the right of we the people to rule in our own origins and lands has been taken over time. And a great deal of that, because of the energetic imprint that it makes here in our world, a great deal of that must be resolved and righted before we can move forward as a completely what we would call awakened Earth or a new Earth, right? An an Earth post-Luciferian cabal. Um, you know, this is this is really an amazing time to be alive, gentlemen. Quite frankly, because we're witnessing the reversal of a number of horrific multi-year blood magic rituals that occurred in the in the 18th, 19th, and 20th centuries that gave
0: us the world geopolitical power structure that we have today. Yeah, very well said. And um, you know, it's not just in Ukraine and Ru- and Russia fighting; it's also in Africa. It's in Syria, and they're trying to start some like you just mentioned uh, in Albersad. Al- out Azerbaijan, and also in Serbia. So, Serbians are, are like gearing up for World War too. So, if they're trying to spread this thing all around. It's all all about coming after Russia, it seems like. What do, what do you think, uh, Sasha?
1: Well, I, I just want to touch on the Ukraine thing. I think Ukraine is desperately important for a whole heap of reasons. I've personally been involved with the Ukraine uh, strife for well over 10 years, like approaching 13 or 14 years. Um, I was pulled in at the time of Prime Minister Yulia Tymoshenko when she was being poisoned uh, and uh, reached out to to me. um, And I set a law commission into um, the country, into the Ukraine to effectively apprehend the government from poisoning her behind bars. That was what that law commission, I was blacklisted, I couldn't fly into the country, but I sent the law commission in and, 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 and strategically crafted that rescue mission. And we did stand on the on the on the steps of the uh, Supreme Court or the High Court there and call out the government. Said so if she dies behind bars, we're coming for you. We know what's going on. Uh, she was released from prison. Uh, thanked us, thanked me for that rescue mission. But that was what gave me the um, that was what gave me the uh, the balls, I think, to to launch the International Tribunal for Natural Justice because I thought, well, if I can set up a law commission in my Little foundation and send a law commission into APRA and a deviant government that's trying to kill a former prime minister in order to create a backdoor from the from European uh, satanic European forces into Russia because that's what that whole conflict was about right. with Timoshenko's takedown. I thought, well, if I can do that, we could set up an international tribunal and create an actual court. So that Ukraine uh, event uh, years ago in my own repertoire led me to form the ITNJ. So. I know a bit about Ukraine. I know a bit about the politics. I'm no expert, but I've been directly involved. And I know that the Ukraine is the axiomatic uh, geostrategic um, uh, nexus point between the satanic NATO and European Commission and uh, forces and Russia. Russia, in this instance, again, I'm going to slightly spiritualize it and put it into a golden historical perspective view Russia and the fall of the Romanov dynasty as the takedown of ancient tataria and the golden age of man okay nikola tesla issues offers the last of the tatarians and and gave to the world all the breakthrough energies that we've got today so the takedown of ancient tataria takedown of the romanov dynasty was uh, financed by wall street and of course orchestrated by the vatican anglo-american cult that was a real piece of history um Confucianism in China. Let's move over there for a moment because once Wall Street had financed Trotsky and Lenin and Stalin and the communism of Russia, the socializing of Russia, they did the same thing and franchised it to Maoism in China, all financed by Wall Street, all financed by good American and European taxpayers. Don't ever forget that, friends. So the point is, we, our status quo, our emancipated Anglo-American leadership are entirely responsible for communism in Russia, for the red peril in China. And it's come back to haunt us, as these things do, as they will. But we have a reckoning. We've got to, before we can disengage this behemoth, this leviathan, we have to understand our role in the genesis of it. I think it's really important. The point I want to make here is this. Do you honestly think the forces of Joseph Biden and whoever the fuck he's got working with him in the Pentagon and in Capitol Hill, and the forces of NATO, and the depleted crowns of Europe, and the satanic BIS and the IMF, do you think that these consolidated enterprises of witchery and the Vatican's already over? But do we honestly believe that they have more power than ancient Confucianism and ancient Taoism that actually is leaving the bedrock of China now and beginning to remember itself the Chinese spirit. So this kind of modern context of communist China and uh, communist Russia is the device of our imperial hegemony. And we need to have a reckoning with that, Michael. And, And I mean, everyone watching this needs to reckon with that. We need to stop listening to this idea that, you know, there is a peril out there. We're all integrated so fully in it. We need to now remove the intervention of the third party altogether. That is the politician, that is the banker, and that is the uh, the bureaucrat. Yeah. We should get rid of all third party intervention and move back to convention, living men and women of the living soil, and that's the end of it. Sons and daughters of God, God, I love that. That's beautiful.
0: So, uh, SG, you know, moving moving along the directions of uh, China. Now, I think China and Russia have both been restrained greatly restrained knowing how aggressive the the nazis of america have been coming after them what are your thoughts on uh on that i mean without question and i don't think any
2: any thinking person out there can look at russia or china um, or several other countries quite frankly through the lens of understanding the actual geopolitical struggles that are at play here and not appreciate the unbelievable patience, the unbelievable mercy that's being expressed by multiple sets of leaders in different nations all around the world, right? right. Um, we had seven separate nations involved in the attempted theft of the 2016 election. That was an act of war, and a lot of them were our own NATO allies. And so the Trump military went around and talked to a lot of them in those days and said, look, rather than blowing one another up, and we know that we're capable of doing that, why don't we just band together in a, in a form and fashion and root these bastards out from wherever they're at within our own ranks? And so we've seen that process it play out for a very long time. The, um, I'm sorry, Michael, I completely lost my train of thought there. I was
0: off on a tangent. Um, uh, that was a good tangent. Uh, just basically, you know, all, all these different, uh, countries like Russia and Ukraine, and you, you said there's a lot of them. I agree with you that have basically uh, been very restrained as far as like, you know, hammering us because we're, ta- we're talking nuclear war material that's going on between both those countries right now. And I think they're very restrained, right? As it's. it's, it's Good, good for us right now. Well, absolutely.
2: Um, and thank you for getting me back on track there. The United States has troops on the ground in Ukraine that are being treated for injuries in German military or in US military hospitals in Germany. The British government has just stated that they're going to send troops to train the Ukrainian forces on the ground in real time. How can they not expect to be targeted by the Russians? They're hanging out with the Russians' military adversary. And the Russian government has already said that anyone involved in aiding and abetting this conflict at any necess- at any significant level, regardless of military or, t- or civilian status, will be considered a legitimate target in a wartime scenario. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at the fomenting of this right now, you know, escalating, and Putin has still not gone there, and Xi has still not gone there, right? Uh, Xi did recently, however, go to sacking his defense minister and having him arrested along with 200 uh, flag officers within the United States, or excuse me, within the Chinese Rocket Force Division of the People's Liberation Army. Mm. That reeks of a counter sabotage operation to identify weakness, uh, weak chain links that are within the ranks for the process that is going to move forward with this Taiwanese invasion. I think this is a very precise uh, component of this over overarching military alliance that's happening around the world. I don't think that any of us, um, including myself, have a good understanding of just how much precision, just how much. Um, time and dedication is being put into this concept of reincorporating Taiwan with China and not sparking off an uncontrollable worldwide conflict. Um, Xi has been incredibly, incredibly restrained, I think, with, re- with respect to what the United States government is doing um, to attempt to sort of incite a war, right? And they're sort of, uh, they're highlighting the Chinese government out in a lot of ways for the rest of the world in a way that the CCP has never wanted to be exposed. And we also have the CCP getting continuously flounced by U.S. Uh, Pentagon and military you know, intelligence complex um, bioterrorism around the world. And that's one of the reasons we've seen Russia and China, I mean, and, and sort of this is the obvious conclusion, we've seen Russia and China sort of run to one another's arms publicly. Um, a lot of these events were discussed, I think, and, and these geopolitics were discussed several years ago under the Trump administration in preparation for these times. But we're seeing this built out in a way that Russia and China are tackling the biological terrorism and the secret um, advanced technology component of this uh, complex that we're up against, this construct of evil that we all face. And we, the people around the rest of the world, are tackling the community levers of power, the reclamation of our civics, the reclamation of our sovereignty, things that are sort of jurisdictional, right, and deal with jurisprudence. Um, when, when we look at a, a law of the land scenario, which is exactly what we need to return to, what none of us have lived in for a very long time and that's how we prevent these sorts of events from happening again and i think the russians and the chinese understand this because this is a surgical deconstruction of u.s um you know washington dc based influence around the world from military to nato capable firepower and equipment to um the de-dollarization of the world and the transformation of worldwide economic markets
0: fabulous so sasha let's uh let's wrap it up and give people uh your your closing thoughts and uh how people can reach you uh
1: well my closing thoughts
0: are that uh, the ccp is is diabolical in the same way that the
1: vatican complex is diabolical in the same way the capitol hill and washington district of columbia is and always has been diabolical um it's all part of the same uh, globalist, Sabbatean hegemony, and it's all been designed, again, by Babylonian priesthoods. And we could name them, I mean, we historically, we kind of know now enough. But it, the point is that none of these creatures are real in and of themselves. They are fueled and have historically been fueled by the degree to which good humans, sons and daughters of God, abnegate and abdicate our own divinity and then render unto Caesar, make that terrible mistake of rendering unto Caesar anything. Um, so one hopes, I certainly do, uh, You know that, that what we learn out of all of this is that we don't give our common power. The good human must no longer render unto Caesar its power and allow the pyramid of power to act and speak on behalf of humankind because that old adage of absolute power corrupts and so on. We all know that that's how it plays out. We just need to disidentify from all these pyramidal notions of power altogether step into our skin and start to be the affirmative, creative, expansive uh, beings that we were designed to be. So I'm personally getting to the point of being really tired of having any even psychointellectual engagement with the chessboard. It's the kingdom of the devil. It was designed thus. It can only ever be thus. But let's build instead the kingdom of heaven on earth. So I, that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm here in the Mayan Riviera. I've been based here mostly for the last two years. Um, we're building out our um, place for thousands of people, and our university, and our resorts, and boutique hotels, and science laboratories, and you know, museums. We're building our own reality here and establishing a very big jurisdiction uh, in in which to do that. And everything here is predicated on zero point economy, and certainly will be by the time we finish and um, the elevation of art, beauty, and consciousness. So for me, that's the new language, the new repertoire that each of us must start to become familiar with, because that is uh, what we inherit and how we inherit this new earth. We don't take old, dead, draconian blood uh, systems into this new
0: earth. It won't be allowed. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, how can people reach you?
1: Uh, Best is just, uh, I think, Sasha Stone, S-A-C-H-A, stone.com. And I want people... Uh, to keep an eye out on the New Earth Pharmacy with an F that's launching in two weeks' time at the back end of the World Health Sovereignty Summit, which we've been running for three weeks now, um, which I launched with uh, a, a Naomi Wolf and Dell Bigtree and uh, a Dr. Judy Mikovits uh, in Malibu actually at uh, Su Wong, our mutual friend's oh, yeah. uh, house we're doing the broadcast from. But the World Health Sovereignty Summit is underway and I want people to please follow that because I've got, Brian Artis was on yesterday. Um, you know, every day I've got a new icon, medical science icon, um, taking center stage and speaking to the summit and delivering their summation of how insane uh, this theater is and what we need to do to retrieve ourselves from it. Thanks, Michael. It's been lovely speaking to you. NSG, uh, good to connect with you here, brother.
0: All right. Likewise, my friend. NSG, you, uh, closing thoughts from you and uh, where people can reach you, please. Thanks. And my closing thoughts, I think, are going to reflect Sasha's actually, in a way. We're at a
2: point, a junction, I think, in the awakening process of mankind, where we're realizing sovereignty emits from the sovereign soul. In other words, power comes from our choice to utilize our own interconnectedness with the reality that is around us. it, it, whatever form it takes, you have individuals doing things from state national programs to disidentification programs to translation of counties across state borders and you know proposing changes in different governance structures in those areas, some of those being spearheaded by sheriffs. There's a lot that's happening around the world, not only in the, in the United States, but in all nations where people are looking into how they can leverage control back in their own community powers, right? We saw something called Bonds for the Win a while back where we saw a number of individuals because of the structure of the corporate system that they heaped upon themselves which is now being used against them because the the basis for its success was always our ignorance of it we're now seeing that weaponized against them and people are realizing that all it takes is a choice it's just a little just a choice and a little bit of action and you can actually press back on the citizenship based system the locus of control matrix that exists within and through your life in which you participate—you know, choose to participate in daily, whether you realize that that choice is being made or not, because it is a consent-based system after all. And so the understanding that that's the case and that that is possible to um, disconnect from without destroying our livelihoods, without losing access to our monies or our finances or our jobs in most instances. Without losing access to the ability to drive vehicles, hold bank accounts, write, invest, all of these sorts of things, there are ways that you can disidentify from the old system and create the new system or help build out the creation, the scaffolding of what that new system looks like and not sacrifice the things that the old system has allowed you to have within your life. It does, however, require a little bit of diligence on your part and a little bit of conscious focus on that, you know, that overall mission outcome and that end goal because haphazardly doing anything of that scale is never a good idea. It's akin to making a a very big life decision in a hyper-emotional time, right? And the age-old wisdom, of course, dictates that you should wait a while before you make any significant decisions after something has been emotionally um, inflating and very vexing for you. So going through the end of this process, Michael, I think what we see is exactly what Sasha was talking about, a build-out of the new, a a construct emerging into the physical real-world form right here, right now, before our very eyes, that enables large-scale commerce, large-scale bank holding, if you want to call it that, or, or you know, asset holding upon one's person, um, doing away with different middlemen in all theaters from finance to business to retail centers, right? I think you see a lot more manufacturer direct operations popping up. I think you see a tremendous amount of decentralization at the community economic level that pops up in the coming
0: weeks and months. This is a really, really exciting time to be alive. Absolutely. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure and an honor, uh, absolutely incredible. And SG, before I forget, where can people reach you? I can be found online
2: on, I'm on truth. Social at real SG on with a red check mark. Others are fakes. And I have a rumble channel, um, rumble.com slash user slash Q news.
0: Patriot. I'm not on rumble by SG on. Very good. Very good. All right, gentlemen. Thanks a lot. Uh, what incredible shares from both of you as, as, as usual. So I appreciate your time. Uh, I know the audience is going to love this one. It's going to be a big hit. So uh, I look forward to seeing you guys again in the future. Lots of love. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.